Are you an educator who works with vulnerable children? Are you frustrated with trying to meet the needs of vulnerable children in an inflexible, target-driven system? Would you like to know how you can better help support these vulnerable children in your school or organization? Well, look no further. Welcome to this special podcast series from Braveheart Education. Now, please welcome your host and the author of The Teacher's Introduction to Attachment, Nicola Marshall. Welcome to the fourth episode in our special podcast series on the teacher's introduction to attachment. And today we're going to talk about different symptoms that you might see in different children. So the behaviours that they might show in the school environment and that, you know, that might indicate to you that there are some attachment difficulties for the child. And I just want to say a couple of things before we kind of go into some of the symptoms Just to say that as we read through, as I read through the list of symptoms, you might be saying to yourself, actually, this looks very similar to other conditions such as autism, such as ADHD, such as um, fetal alcohol. And it does look very similar. A lot of the symptoms are the same, but it's looking at what's underneath it and where they might um, come from that helps us um, you know, identify exactly what's going on. The other thing that people say to me very often is all children do these things. And yes, they do sometimes. All children lie sometimes. All children might have friendship issues. They might have a poor sense of identity. All of the things that categorize a child with attachment difficulties, typical children may experience those too. But again, I would say look at what's behind it. Look at look at the um, stage of development when they're they're doing that. So a child having um, extreme intense tantrums at two um, may be something that we'd expect. But if they're doing that still at ten, um, then you know there are other things going on. Also to say that there are underlying root causes for a lot of the symptoms that happen um, or that you see. And I just want to mention a few of them, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about those in in future episodes. Um, Shame is the big one. And I think this is, as we've talked about in the attachment cycle, if a child experiences a disturbed attachment cycle, then what they develop at the core of their being is that sense of shame, that I am bad. Um, And that actually is the root cause for a lot of the behaviours that you see. Control as well is another root cause, the need to be in control. And the more anxious they feel, the more controlling they might become. Trust or lack of trust is a real root cause for a lot of children. Again, going back to the attachment cycle, not being able to trust people to meet their needs means it's really hard to trust other people. Um, and fear, a lot of their um, behaviours come from that place of fear. So what are some of these symptoms? Well, they can be very hypervigilant. Now that's about, remember what we said in the brain development podcast about the fact that if they're in the, rap, in the back part of their brain, in the reptilian part of their brain, they are uh, they can be um, hypervigilant. They are looking out for danger all the time. Um, so in the classroom, they can very often be looking around all the time, um, checking out who's just come in the door, um, very often distracted by the slightest noise. Uh, you know, a spider comes into the room and it's like, you know, a lion has come into the room. Um, very, uh, they overreact very much to things. Lying and stealing are typical symptoms of children with attachment, but again, as I've said, it can that can be for a lot of children. 
but particularly for um, children who've experienced a difficult start in life, lying very often can be what they would like to happen or what they believe has really happened. So they may tell you a story, um, and very often it's about trying to look at what's underneath the story. Um, if we get caught up in is this true or is this not true, it can be really hard to, to, to get yourself out of that spiral. Um, so for me, it's about stepping back and thinking, okay, so yeah, they just flew off to New York for the weekend. Mm, not sure if that's true. It might be true. Um, but what is it about? You know, what are they telling us this story? Why are they telling us this story? You know, is it about trying to, to appear popular? Is it, is it about um, the fact that they don't connect with the people around them? And they're trying to connect. What is it actually about? They can be very over-familiar with strangers. This is a classic sign of a child with attachment difficulties, and this is very often apparent in early years when they will run up to people, uh, hug them, kiss them, sit on their lap, hold their hand, and they've just met them. Um, you know, that can be a clear sign. Friendship issues, very often these children have friendship issues. Um, they don't feel that they connect very often with their peers because they're not the same age emotionally as they are chronologically um, so they very often will gravitate towards each other the vulnerable children um, and then it's kind of hard for them to build relationships because all of them are struggling um, with how to do that they can have quite a poor sense of identity if children have been through the care system for example very often they don't have the information they don't know who they take after they may not have pictures of birth parents you know, it's certainly if they're adopted and they went into their adoptive placement early, so they haven't had long-term contact with parents or with siblings, um, that can be difficult because they really don't know the information about themselves. They very often under or over overreact to pain and to conflict. So they might fall over and there's blood running down their leg and they haven't even noticed. And then they might get a tiny pinprick on their finger and it's like their arm's about to drop off. Uh, memory and organisational difficulties. It's hard to remember things if your brain is in such a state of flux that you are in that kind of reptilian part of the brain. And apparently when we all get uh, stressed, we lose our short-term memory and become confused. Um, and for children who experience and may still be experiencing extreme stress at home, um, it's really hard to remember to bring in your book bag, to bring in your swimming kit, um, you know, that you've got to be here 10 minutes early. All of those things are really hard for children to remember. A lack of empathy. We talked th about this a little bit in, in terms of brain development, but just that understanding of what it feels like for other people. So when you say to them things like, you know, how would you feel if so-and-so had done that to you? And they look at you like, hmm, I don't know what you mean. Or they probably will say, well, I don't care. It wouldn't bother me. That kind of feeling is 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 that sense of, of, of not really understanding how it feels for other people. They sometimes have a heightened sense of justice. So um, very, very particular about the rules and everybody following the rules. So so-and-so hasn't done what he's supposed to do and what are you going to do about it? Very often they will come and tell you what everybody else is doing. They can be very delayed in lots of areas, um, speech and language, toileting, fine and gross motor skills, all of those things that you would expect um, to have developed at a certain age may be very delayed. Um, and they don't respond consistently to rewards and sanctions at school and in the home or wherever it is they might be. So 
Um, it's hard for them to <laughs> accept the kind of rewards that we want to give them when they feel at the core of their being that they are bad. So if you're giving them a sticker for something or a certificate, very often they will go and, and prove you wrong. So they'll go and do something to show you that actually they don't deserve to have that reward. Um, sanctions, all of the sanctions or most of them that we do in our school environments are based on shame, loss and rejection. So if you think about losing golden time, losing playtime, um, exclusions, detentions, um, isolation units, all of the common typical things that we might use have that kind of shame, loss and rejection at the base of, of, of where they're coming from. And that's really difficult for children who already have felt a lot of that in their life. So those are just some of the symptoms of what you might see in a child who has um, attachment difficulties. We're going to talk a little bit in the next podcast, the next few podcasts, about some strategies, some guiding principles of what um, you need to think about in terms of helping these children. So hopefully you will come back and listen to the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast, part of a special series introducing the teacher's introduction to attachment. To order your copy of this book, go to www.teachersintro.com.